bang there we go welcome to the gambling shack i am robert harris jr aka bobby beats uh you can follow me on twitter at robo harris jr my main man down there yeah, i'm doing the right down right there <laughs> Gabe myers g underscore myers 33 uh gabe like you said hey i'm already ready for the show i'm all ready to go we this is the show so we're gonna bring in our guest <laughs> former defensive line tackle from texas a&m jay arnold welcome to the gambling shack my man welcome i appreciate y'all having me fellas yeah jay we appreciate you having we appreciate having you on i don't remember when it is that we became friends or followed each other on twitter but since whenever that date was you have been one of my favorite social media profiles <laughs> my, easily probably my best follow on twitter so it is an absolute pleasure i support your goal of wanting to just drink beer eat barbecue and watch college football that's what it's about man it's all i, I need in life to be I happy your goal. oh and rob jay's an mma guy as well so i finally got a friend a friend in that regard on the show um i'll come I, around next year i, I can't get rob into the ufc Jay. <laughs> hey man it's an acquired taste it's <laughs> I, I produce shows for it, but like you know, I'll get into it. I'll get into it. But uh, Jay, um, you saw last week um, the AM Aggies took a tough loss to a good to a good Sun Belt team. It was a good it was a good Saturday for the Sun Belt Conference as a whole. But Appalachian State, uh, they failed to Appalachian State. Um, now the hype a little bit of this upcoming matchup against the U kind of simmered down, but. Like we said before, recording, it's Kyle Field. The crowd is going to be ruckus. They're going to be rowdy. So I guess prepare the mindset. You back in the back in the locker room, how are you feeling after this loss against App State? Now you're heading to Miami. It's tough. I mean, there, there's two paths anytime you take a loss, right? You're either going to sit and dwell on it or you're going to take that uh, take that loss on the chin and, and come back to practice the next day uh, prepared to get better. And, I mean – we don't know what's going on behind those closed doors at a and uh, We don't know how practices have looked this week, but we'll find out very quickly on Saturday, I think, uh, whether A&M is going to bounce back from a very, very tough loss or whether they're going to to come out and, you know, continue the trend that we saw from the loss to Appalachian State. Jay, you're a gambling man like Rob and myself. Were you how surprised were you when you saw the line come out and AM was the favorite? Because I know me, when I saw that Sunday, I think I saw it Sunday night, I was floored. Yeah, I uh I was surprised myself. Uh and if I was somebody who gambled on my own team, which I don't, <laughs> I don't condone that, uh, I, I would have taken Miami. Uh I would have probably taken a money line, to be honest. Uh, but you know, it, it's it is a little bit surprising, but I think, you know, Vegas doesn't want to draw too much from, from such an early season game. Uh, you know, there's still some kind of uh, belief, I guess, that Vegas has that A&M might bounce back, and, and that's some of the fight. And it's it's still a road game for Miami, and you know the 12th man is going to be loud Saturday night when the Hurricanes come to town. Well, Jay, um, we talked earlier. Uh, right before I push record, I told you, I said, hey, I like the Aggies, minus five and a half. Uh, now I'm, I'm good. I'm This is a good wrench punch right here, but I really like the Aggies <laughs> because after a loss, and, and we talked about the ruckus crowd, the rowdy crowd, is back at Kyle Field. Now, if it was in Miami, I'd be like, uh, I don't know. I might ride with the Hurricanes. But who – do you believe in Haynes King at the starting job, or is it Max Johnson time? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of things to dig into with this. Uh, you know, offensive line play hasn't been great. Jimbo Fisher's offense is very complex and, in my opinion, dated. Uh, and then you look at Haynes King, and Haynes has struggled. Uh, he struggled last week against Sam Houston State, and he struggled this uh, past week against Appalachian State. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not ready to throw the talent on the guy just yet, but – Obviously, there hasn't been a lot to inspire confidence uh, in Haynes King, and I think he struggled a little bit with the speed of the game. Uh, and when you have a backup like Max Johnson, who has experience, the confidence, you know, Haynes King may be on a short lease going into this game against Miami. 
you you mentioned Jimbo's offense and it being dated is something that you know a few people in the college football media have talked about this week. Do you think there's something week you know week to week that can be done to perhaps make things easier for Haynes King? Because I don't think anyone doubts Haynes King's talent or ability. And I, and the, the offense as a whole, like Evan Stewart's a really high recruit. I think Devon A. Chain's one of the best, you know, one of the best running backs in the SEC, maybe in the country. They have good players, at least the recruiting profiles say they have really good players across the offense, but it hasn't come together yet. Do you think there's something Jimbo can do to make this offense maybe a little bit easier to dig- to digest for these guys that are supposed to be really talented players? Yeah, I mean, I think the way you establish confidence in a quarterback is a lot of quick throws. Uh, I mean, I would look at a lot of slants, a lot of digs, stuff like that, just to give Haynes King some easier throws, especially when you have the weapons like you talked about. You have guys like Evan Stewart, uh, the elder statesman of this receiving core is Anai Smith, and both of those guys are, are great route runners. Uh, and so that's going to be able to create matchups that uh, they're able to get open quickly, you know, and you get those those quick completions and succession, a lot of times that can establish a little more confidence in your quarterback. So that's something that I would say more of from Jimbo Fisher as opposed to some of these passing plays that we've seen that are a little bit longer developing. Uh, I think that's how you make a change in scheme. And then you look at a guy like Devon Chan in the backfield. Uh, he's maybe not the best between the tackles, but find ways to get him in space, whether that's through a screen pass or – whether it's through, uh, you know, like a sweep to the outside. Uh, finding ways to get him in space is going to be key to this matchup as well. What's A&M's path to victory? Score more points than Miami. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, so from the offensive standpoint, all the stuff I just talked about, I think you have to establish Haynes King's confidence early, or if you do decide to go to Max Johnson, same thing. A lot of quick passing, especially when the offensive line has struggled to protect the passer. And then in the run game, it's a similar situation where the offensive line has struggled. Uh, so you got to find ways to get to the edge without relying on your offensive line. Now, is that jet motion? Is that uh, tosses? I, I don't know exactly what that looks like, but you want to be able to get your guys, your athletes uh, on the edge in space. Defensively, uh, you look at what Miami has – uh, Tyler Van Dyke quarterback is an exceptionally talented quarterback, but this Miami team did give up four sacks to Southern Miss last week. So if you generate pressure on Van Dyke, it takes him out of the game a little bit. I mean, you're not going to keep as good of a quarterback as him down, uh, especially when you have, you know, weapons like Will Mallory at tight end for Miami who creates mismatches. Uh, it's going to be about creating pressure defensively and then about scheming yourself open offensively. That is how AM finds a path to victory and then win the special teams battle. It's the only thing that kept them in the game against App State. If uh, Miami kicks to Devon A. Shane, Miami's made a mistake. Oh, yeah, he's going to take it to the house. I, I, like, I, like we said before, we started recording. I was like, hey, I covered this dude in high school, and I seen him take a lot of running, uh, running back passes to the house, back in the backfield, handoffs, everything. But, um, these next five games for AM after the U, it ain't easy. It ain't easy. Arkansas, Mississippi State, uh, Mike Leach be throwing the ball around. You know, uh, you got Alabama, Spencer Rattler, South Carolina. You got Ole Miss. You got Florida. So, like, this team has to shape up. And, and you know, this is a big this is a big game right here because this is really determines the, the confidence of the season, I must say. Would you agree, Jay? I agree wholeheartedly. I mean – they have a real chance to get back on track after what was a, a pretty shocking defeat. And, you know, the SEC is never easy. I mean, you're always going to have tough contests up and down. It's a gauntlet for a reason. Uh, but setting the tone, even if even if they don't come out on top against Miami, they have to absolutely prove that they're still in this season. You know, if, if Miami jumps out to an early lead, that's going to really, really be worrisome for Texas A&M faithful. Uh, for the rest of the year. Uh, so we'll see how they come out, but this is a season for the Aggies. So, Jay, you're an Aggie, and I imagine you associate with a lot of Aggies. What's the mood? What's the mood in Aggie land right now? It is It is a very depressed. Uh, a lot of people are 
are not excited about uh, the rest of the season. And to be honest, there's a little bit of, well, 2023 was more likely to be a better year for us anyway. Uh, I mean, I don't think a lot of people in Aggieland expected us to be the elite team this year. Uh, I know that isn't necessarily the perception nationally or uh, within certain sects of the Aggie fan base, but uh, I think overall we just want to see the the team improve, right? There's anytime you lose to a non-power five foe, even if they are as good as Appalachian State is, it's a mood killer, and obviously it it, it has decreased a little bit of faith in Jimbo. I think throughout College Station. Yeah, it's it's weird because people like to pull up like, oh, this was Kevin Sumlin through 50 games. This is Jimbo through 50 games. Why aren't people calling for Jimbo set on the chopping block? But I think Jimbo up until this point, it's always been like this ascension of we're going in the right direction. We're going in the right direction. I think for the first time under Jimbo, this loss is like, shoot, are we still going in the right direction? Are we are we doing the right things? And that's a question that a lot of people have to ask. I mean, and a lot of it goes back to the offense and and people not necessarily having faith in the offense. And it was one of the concerns going into Jimbo's tenure. Uh, but you look at the fact that there was a 2020 season where A&M won the Orange Bowl, was the, probably the first team outside looking in on the playoff. Obviously, that's a, a great season for A&M. And then you also look at him signing the number one recruiting class, which – is not something that that someone was able to accomplish as much as I love to coach someone and uh, enjoyed my time playing for him. Uh, I think getting that number one recruiting class does do you some favors and longevity as well. Yeah, and you actually – you were on the team when – I don't think someone had a number one recruiting class, but I think he had a number two or three recruiting class when Miles Garrett and Speedy Noyle and I think – was it Kyle Allen or Kyler Murray – was like, yeah, Kyle Allen in the 2014 class. Yeah, and that, that 2014 class when they came on camp. Were you a part of that or were you the year before? So I was the year before. Okay. Uh, I was I was part of someone's first full recruiting class. Obviously, the 2012 season, uh, the 2012 recruiting class, he didn't get the full uh, recruiting effort with those guys. And then 2013 was the first, like, real full yeah. recruiting class. What, what was it like? This is – I mean, this is a little off the gambling topic. But what was it like if you came – you were there for – it won it wasn't quite as hyped as what this class is, but it was a really hyped up class. I remember at the time it I think you're a couple of years older than I am. At the time it was like, oh my gosh, AM, you know, next couple of years, they're gonna be that powerhouse because of Miles Garrett and Kyle Allen and Speedy Noyle and some of the guys they were bringing in. Yeah, and there was also the the added fact of it was AM first getting to the SEC. So there was a lot of hype around the program. And it was post and it was post Johnny as well and all, everything that Manziel did to elevate the pro- profile. Yeah. I mean, obviously that that first game of 2014 against South Carolina when we went on the road and I think they were ranked like ninth at the time and we, we just kind of picked them apart. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of a lot of hype around the program. Yeah, if I remember, there was a certain defensive lineman that was a mismatch on the inside in that game. <laughs> <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Jesse Palmer one time for uh, getting my name out there on the television. Yeah, but Jay, before we get you out of here, like we said, you're you're a gambling man like us. Is you don't bet on your own school and shoot. I'm the same way. I'm a Sam Houston alum. I don't I don't bet on my own school as much as sometimes I want to. Um, what's uh, but is there a bet on the board this weekend that you like? Is there anything that stands out to you? Uh, so until I'm proven wrong, I am taking Iowa's unders every every single game <laughs> they play. Smart man. Uh, I think. Uh, you know, obviously, last week I had the the under from Iowa and Iowa State. I think it was at forty. That it was a bit. <laughs> no problem. I think it's at thirty nine this week when they play Nevada. Uh, Nevada, yeah. So they have that under thirty nine. I'm taking that again. So, so uh, I actually have Nevada plus twenty three as one of my bets, just because I don't know if Iowa can score twenty three points. I don't think they can. Uh, <laughs> another game I like a lot is uh, Georgia Southern at UAB. Georgia Southern plus 11 and a half. I think that's a, a, a better teams in Conference USA, and they compete for championships in that conference constantly. But Clay Helton already has Georgia Southern playing good football, and they're the whole reason that Scott Frost got fired last week. So 11 and yep. a half is a lot of points. I like that bet a lot. 
And then I always like to give one long shot dog a chance. And my 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 money line sprinkle this week is Fresno State plus three ninety at USC. Ooh, I'm not mad at that. I, I actually have Fresno State twelve and a half at you know USC at the Coliseum. So like, hey, I, I'm not mad at that. What was the over I mean, on that Iowa on that Iowa Nevada game? So I got the under at thirty nine. <laughs> Jay got in early. It might be juiced up a little bit. No, I think I think 39's about I was looking I was looking at that game earlier today. That's about where it stayed at, if I remember correctly. And you had Georgia Southern plus eleven and a half. Georgia Southern plus eleven and a half. It's a lot of points. That is, that is a lot of points. If, if it dropped below ten, I would probably be on UAB, uh, with it being in Birmingham. But I mean Georgia Southern's gonna travel well to Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And eleven and a half. I mean, I mean, maybe I'm taking the cheese, you know, in the in the mouse trap here, but I, I like the Georgia Southern 11 and a half a lot. Well, I'm not mad at you, but the, the confidence. You go into Lincoln and you take care of business against Nebraska. You know, nobody expected, you know, you to come out like that swinging. And then, you know, and UAB didn't play well against Liberty last week. They fumbled twice in the first quarter. So they didn't play well, you know, Gabe. Uh, disclaimer, Jay. Gabe, you know I watched them dark in the college. You know, I, I, I know in, you. In the, hey, <laughs> I don't game. watch all of Baylor and BYU last week. I want some credit for that. <laughs> I, I'm, oh, I'm, okay. I'm usually I'm usually checked out by. I live in the Mountain Time Zone. I'm checked out by about ten o'clock Mountain Time. No, I was all the. It was like twelve thirty Mountain Time, and I'm watching Baylor and BYU in double overtime, and no one can get in the end zone. I mean. <laughs> And but, the uh, kickers yeah. are horrible, and oh, you gotta love college football, though. You yeah. gotta love college gotta football. Love it. Hey, late late nights in Provo. Hey, that's that's a good future Big Twelve matchup right there, Bay- Baylor and BYU. I'm I'm, look, I'm always looking forward to BYU being in the Big Twelve. That's gonna be, um, that that's gonna be a lot of fun. I think we're gonna get some real some fun matchups out of that. But exactly. yeah, you, Rob, you do uh-huh. watch these. UAB and Liberty games that I I, I don't always keep my eyes on. All my small time college football is taken up with Sam Houston State, and they were depressing against Northern Arizona last week. I oh, mean, I'm sorry to hear that game. Yeah, they only scored three points. Oh, that's all they did. Oh. They only scored three points. I thought, you know what, we got shut out by A and M, but that's A and M, and they got a great defense. And no, man. I mean, the right. Let's, let's give a disclaimer. To the Sam Houston and I, I know Jay, we're gonna get you out. We're gonna get you out soon, Jay. But it the, the lightning delay was like almost an hour. I think both teams just wanted to call it a day. They didn't really want to play like that anymore. And them didn't really pull out their best stuff anymore. It's like, all right, let's just get this game over with. Cause yeah, I, I was mean, ready to get the game over with watching at home. <laughs> I, I couldn't I couldn't even get the game pulled up on my TV. I had to I was like, how am I gonna break down the so what happened in the second half? I can't even get the TV on in the second half. <laughs> SEC Plus wouldn't work. I, mean, uh, I think I, everybody uh, had a bad day that day. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just think – and Sam really, honestly, in that first half, kind of really stayed with him. Well, you know, Sam Houston's defensive line, I think, is a top half of the FBS defensive line. I, I, I really think they're really good up front. We just did not show up against Northern Arizona, which is disappointing. Now at this point, because I mean, we can't complete compete in the FCS playoffs, just beat Stephen F. Austin. I think they play October first. Just beat Stephen F. Austin. I'm good for the year. The battle, battle of the Piney Woods. Don't let like we've beat we've beaten them. I think nine years in a row. Don't let this be the year that. Don't let the last time we're gonna play them for the foreseeable oh, future. Oh man, before don't, y'all move up to FBS, wouldn't that be something? Oh man, SFS finally gets it done. Don't lose this one, and I'm a little worried about that game because I think. I think SFA, despite some early results, I actually do think SFA is a pretty good football team. Well, Jay, uh, we want to appreciate you for stopping by the Gambling Shack anytime, man. You you want to come on, just let us know, man. And uh, where can the people follow you on uh, social media? Yeah, if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, my my Twitter handle is at J, just letter, Arnold, T-A-M-U-85. It's a little bit too long, but I got the blue check, so I can't change it now. It's too late. Uh, but if I underscore Arnold 96, much simpler. If I was smarter, I probably would have done that for Twitter too. Um, yeah. And then if you want to check out any of the stuff I'm working on, uh, you can head to Good Bull Hunting to catch my Texas A&M stuff. I'll do kind of a wide variety of stuff for uh, Apollo Media, everything from NASCAR to MMA to college football. 
the beer. Uh, and then if you want to follow my personal newsletter, Barbecue Bets and Beats, it's just what it talks about. Talk about barbecue, talk about bets, and I talk about music. Nice. I'm happy you put the newsletter out there because I'm actually a subscriber to the newsletter. So I wanted to make sure you got that one. You, you got that one in there. My family mm-hmm. actually, just, I'm from Houston. My family just moved back to Houston. So I'm starting to tell them like where to, because my mom's on the carnivore diet right now. So I'm telling her where to go for barbecue. Cause that's I'm about to get some brisket and ribs. And that's all you need, man. Exactly. Thank you, Jay, man. Thank you for joining us tonight, man. Appreciate it, fellas. I think Jay's got to leave the studio. I don't know if we can boot him. Oh, I can. I can. All right, Jay. (laughs) Let me get out of here. Sorry. No, you're all good. I can. There we go. Well, Gabe, Jay Arnold, former defensive lineman for the Texas A&M Aggies, just joined the Gambling Shack. Um, Yes, we can start right there. I like A&M minus five and a half versus the U. Look, I I heard what Jay said. I heard what he said. And, you know. AM didn't look their best. That is a true statement against App State. They did not look their best. But hey, I think it's a brand new day, a brand new night. You're on primetime television, late night game, the fans, the alum, all Aggie Land is gonna be out there probably around a tailgate probably start around eleven. You probably drunk around twelve. Yeah, you know, you got there having a good time, eating good barbecue. They go, hey, man, they ready for this game, Gabe. And and you might see Max Johnson. I think it's Max Johnson time. Haynes King, I don't think he hit, man. I don't think he hit. I don't think he hit. I think you're running into a Nick Starkill uh, type of situation, a Kyle Allen type of situation. Uh, yeah, you're running into those bad situations with Haynes King. I know he's young, he's young with Max Johnson. You brought Max Johnson over here for a reason, for a reason, yeah. So, I, I like AM, that's my main college bet minus five and a half. Yeah, so he, so I like this play, Rob, because the line does not make any sense. When mm-hmm. it came out on when I saw it Sunday night, I was on the phone with. Trey Peckall, friend of the show, Trey Peckall. Um, and I'm on the phone with him. I'm like, I'm going to go to the casino right now and bet every dime in my bank account on Miami. But then I'm just like, hold on. The line doesn't make sense. There's a reason for it. I think AM is really talented. I think when really talented teams get embarrassed, yeah. they come out with their hair on fire the following week. Now, one of two things could be true. It could be true that AM just – they can't digest Jimbo's offense. They can't move the ball. They can't put points on the board. And Miami's going to go and win a close a close defensive battle on College Station because AM just cannot put the ball in the end zone. That could be true. What could also be true is that AM came in, maybe believing their hype a little too much, maybe overlooked Appalachian State, knowing they have Miami and Arkansas, Mississippi State, and Alabama, and this run of games coming afterwards. And they fell flat against Appalachian State, but they're going to have their hair on fire. They we're going to see their best game of the season. Against Apple against Miami, I think that's what the bookmakers, the odds makers, are telling you is going to happen. So that's why I like that's why I like this play for you, Rob, because you're going up, you're going against the public here, and you're going. A and M's a favorite for a reason. They're a really talented football team, and if they if they're going to bounce back, this is the week we're going to bounce back. If they are going to be this really talented team that everyone anticipated they were going to be, this is the week you're going to see it above yeah. it uh, more than any other week. And again. Miami, they were down to Southern Miss in the second quarter last week. So it was like, oh, my, like Miami's just going to blow them out. It's not like Miami played all that well last week. Now they didn't lose to Appalachian State. But it's not like Miami was just some world beater last week. It's not like Miami's Georgia right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like Miami's Georgia right now. So I think maybe we're probably going a little too low on AM, which, you know, overreaction early in the season, typical. And I think because of that, we're probably a little high on Miami currently. Yeah. I, I can mostly so, agree. So I, I'm with you there. My biggest college play of the week. I like legitimate football team right now, Rob. Yeah, they're solid. They're new. It, it, it's it's a new <laughs> feeling over there in Lawrence. Lance <laughs> Lance Leipold, Lance Leipold. I already say his name. Oh my gosh, that man can coach. He's got Kansas. I mean, they went to West. They went to Morgantown and won. Yeah. They they went to they went to Morgantown and Rob and won the. 
the quarterback, Jalen Daniels, that kid can play. I mean, he's one of the, Rob, that he might be a top 20 quarterback in college football. And I mean, when I say that, there's 120, however many FBS schools. I think he's a top 15, top 20 quarterback in the country. I mean, that, that kid can really play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, even Dana Holgerson, you heard him this week. He really respects this Kansas team. I mean, they did what they should do to Tennessee Tech, and they went to Morgantown. We thought West Virginia coming off a really good showing against Pitt, and I think we had both talked about we think West Virginia can be pretty good. JT Daniels, they got some weapons. Kansas went to Morgantown and beat them. This is a legitimate team. U of H, a close one, a close loss or a close win against UTSA, close loss to U of H or to Texas Tech. Then they come back home. I think they'll play well. But I think Kansas is a good team. People are going to see this line and think, "Oh, the Cougar the Cougars only need not only need to win by double digits against Kansas." No, Kansas is a good foot. This isn't Kansas of last year or three years ago or five years ago. This is a good Kansas football team right now. This they might make a bowl game. <laughs> they, I, I they, mean, yeah, I mean, two and zero right now. I think they probably succeeded the over win total for the season. That they are playing great, and, and I mean. They beat a good West Virginia team. Yeah. That was a good West Virginia team they beat. I like Kansas plus the points. I think I like U of H to win the game. I like the Cougars to win in their home opener. But I like Kansas to keep them close. I like that quarterback they got over there. I like that quarterback they got in U of H. Without McCaskill, you can see they're missing an element. I think as the season goes on, I think they'll be fine and they'll play through it and they'll be a really good offense. But on September 17th, I don't know if that'll be the case. Yeah, I think UH will win the game. Uh, I can see the slight lean. It, this line did open at 10. Now it's at 9. Um, so you, the public is which the public is pouring money onto Kansas to get the line down. But uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a closer, closer game than most people think. People are underestimating this Kansas Jayhawk team. I, I, I like that quarterback they got over there, man. You got a great quarterback. You can backdoor cover possibilities. I like. I like I I like the I like my Kansas shit. Not really my Kansas. Cougar shit. fans, please, no overtime. Now let's get to the NFL. <laughs> let's hey, get actually no. Let's go to OT. I feel really good about my chances. We go to overtime to cover the nine. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's an easy. <laughs> uh, they don't play overtime like they used to. But uh, <laughs> let's get to the NFL. Uh, what a week one! What a week one! A lot of questionnaires, and I'm gonna kick it off with this team that stunk up the night on Thursday night football. Give me the L.A. Rams, 10 and a half versus the Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta, Lord, Atlanta Hawks, I'm in the NBA. Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta should have beat New Orleans, but it's Atlanta. But uh, <laughs> 10 and a half for the Rams. I don't think they were – I don't think they were ready for what the Buffalo Bills was going to do. Diggs disrespecting Ramsey on a go route. Like, I, I just – I think – they were too overexcited, you know, Super Bowl tonight, you know, the big night, blah, blah, blah. And I just don't think the, the L.A. Rams are ready. But I think they're going to be ready. Ten and a half against the Falcons. It's in L.A. Excuse me. I don't think the Falcons are equipped enough to keep up with this Rams team. And if you have Cam Akers, start them. If you have uh, Allen Robinson, start him. So on your fantasy football team, I think both of these guys will come to play. And uh, you know what you're going to get with Cooper Cub. You know you're going to get with Matthew Stafford. I think this team is going to be ready. I think, hey, Sean McVay, young gun, we're going to get this team ready. Like, this is the Falcons. So look for like a 31-0 blowout. I don't think the Falcons – look, look. The Falcons will be one of the three worst teams in this league this season. And and that's that's not a hot take. Um, I think Desmond Riddler would get his chance down the season. Uh, Marcus Mariota has proved he's not a starter in this league. So ten and this was ten and a half. Ten and a half. That's, look, listen what Vegas is saying. You got lucky by losing. Well, you could have beat the Saints, but you didn't. Look, man, ten and a half. L.A. Rams. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, one is just the number. But because I mean it's doubled it, it's just big for an NFL number. But so Matthew Stafford got elbow surgery in the offseason. He was having mm-hmm. some elbow tendonitis. Mm-hmm. And when it happened, you hear that news, it's like that could be nothing or that could be everything. Yes, that is true. And Stafford did not look good throwing the ball. 
And some of it was the Buffalo defense. You can give them credit. But there were some throws he just missed. Yeah. Like, they were just bad. Mm-hmm. Is that elbow a problem? Mm. That, so that's why the Rams have been very friendly to me in my gambling career. And they let me down on Thursday night. And Buffalo's a great team. And I think Buffalo's going to make a deep playoff run. And they're the favorites for the Super Bowl. I don't know if they should be the favorite for the Super Bowl. They should They should definitely be one of the favorites for the Super Bowl. Yeah. I think Buffalo's really, really good. I want to see Stafford throwing the ball like Matthew Stafford again before I bet before I bet on the Rams again. Because mm-hmm. I just don't know what I'm getting now from Matthew Stafford. He comes out slinging the ball around like Matthew Stafford can, the one that we know and love. Sure, I think Rams minus 10 and a half could easily happen. But if that elbow's bothering him and he's not Matthew Stafford back there, I don't know if the Rams can blow anybody out. Are the Rams even a playoff team? So that's my hold up with the Rams. So that that that's my only thing. That's it's not a it's a stay away from me until further notice. My bet, uh, my my NFL bet of the week, Rob, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Indianapolis Colts. You bet on the Texans last week, as you said, the you know, Colts haven't won a season opener since what 2014, 2013? In 2013? Yeah, 2013's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. You know when the last time they won in Jacksonville was, Rob? 2013? 2014. Yeah, that was close. 20, that was very close. That was before Andrew Luck had even gotten hurt. Yep. That was before a lot of things. A lot of things yep. were different in Indianapolis. Peyton Manning was setting a touchdown record. Mm-hmm. Or that was a 2013 season. Peyton Manning was still thought to be in his prime yep. in 2014. Tom Brady only had three Super Bowls the last time the Colts went into Jacksonville and won. I get plus points. I get a Jaguars team that I think is improved. They were leading late against Washington, which I actually thought Washington looked pretty good, by the way, uh, in week one. Carson Carson Wentz didn't look too bad. Um, but at home, Jacksonville hasn't lost to the Colts there since 2014. I think there's still uh, there's some bad juju there from week 18 of last season. And it is an improved Jaguars team. We talked about with Doug Peterson. He's going to unlock some of Trevor Lawrence. And Jacksonville – there were so many missed opportunities against Washington to go and win that game on the road. I like Jacksonville at home getting four points against a team that does not do well there. Historically, it's going to be hot. It's going to be humid for a dome team from the Midwest. I like Jacksonville plus a four. I think I like Jacksonville to win the game as well. Maybe this should have been my live dog pick. I don't know, but I feel really good about my live dog pick actually. Jacksonville Jacksonville plus four. I I like them against Indy. I don't think – I watched India against Houston. I don't think Matt Ryan was an upgrade over Carson Wentz necessarily. I didn't see anything special with Indianapolis. And I think Jacksonville's better on the offensive and defensive lines than the Texans are. So give me the Jacksonville plus four. I think they're going to go and win this game. Yeah, Indianapolis was very lucky just to get out that game with a tie. I mean, if Houston Texans defense didn't let down in that fourth quarter, yeah, it would have been a different story. I agree with you. I think Jacksonville is pretty good. Almost won in Washington. Almost beat the commanders. You know, I, I think they're pretty excited. They like Denver, they had, you know, a goal-to-go situation where they go for it. Travis Etienne just spikes the ball into the ground instead of catching it and running it into the end zone. That would have changed the outcome of the game. Hey, Trayvon Walker, though, number one pick, he looked pretty dang good, though. Yeah, yeah, he, he really did. He, really he, looked, did. He, he looked pretty dang good. The Jacksonville swung for the fences. They might have hit a home run with him. He looks like a monster. It was a lot of chatter, like, why is he the number one pick? Why? Blah, blah, blah. All right, he's showing. And hey, look up a Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk, eight catches, 117 yards against Washington Commanders. So, hey, great, great free agent sign. Great free agent Kirk's sign. always been a really good slot receiver. I think the number that he got in free agency, like, you can give him $80 million. Okay, is that an overpay? Yes, but they yes. need someone that Trevor Lawrence can rely upon to throw the football to. Christian Kirk can get open in the slot, win those one-on-one matchups, and be a security blanket for the young quarterback. So, I, you know, is it an overpay on paper? Yes, but this might it, this might be a situation where that overpay works out. Gotcha. Here we go to the live dog. They are barking. Uh, this is where we just saying, hey, we think these guys can outright win. This, this, this is what we're saying. They have a chance to outright win. No matter big underdog, clutch, blah, blah, blah. We believe these teams can go first. I'll step out there because it's it's under it's my you are stepping way out there. Yeah. This is the big for this is the biggest dog in live dog that we've had to win. I hope it works out for you, Rob. Yeah, I hope it does too. Uh, Houston, Houston <laughs> you are stepping out there. Houston, Texans plus 10. Uh early I heard earlier, I 
heard earlier before I caught this line on a Tuesday, uh, it was like 10 and a half, according to my good friend Cody Stoops from ESPN 97.5 Houston, the host of The Wheelhouse. Um, go and check that out. Uh, so Houston Cougars, I mean Houston Cougars, Houston Texans plus 10 at Denver. What I seen from Denver on Monday night, it was stupidity on Coach Hackett. Very <laughs> much stupidity. You wasted 20 to 30 seconds at the midfield where you could have called timeout. Fourth and five, you got Russell Wilson. You gave up the whole – you gave up John Elway kids' kids to get this man. Rob, to they're only paying him $250 million. <laughs> Okay, Deshaun get two hundred and thirty million. So anyway, but anyway, uh, you paid him all this money. Make a play, let him make a play. He was calling a play, but then Hackett said, "No, no, no, I got some kicker, field goal unit. Get out there." No, 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 no. So that just showed me stupidity. I think both teams will be better. Houston Texans fourth quarter was just a letdown. You really dominated the second and third quarter. The schemes was there on the offensive side. The defense was flying everywhere. I love Jalen Petrie. I love Jalen Petrie. I love how he plays. He's a hitter first. If he would have got that interception at the end of the game, who knows what to say. Hey, this could have been a – Jason would have been 1-0. But they tied. First time in history in the franchise. But Houston Texans plus 10. Running game will get better. Damon Pitts will be used more. Davis Mills will find his way. The offensive line was – wasn't it, it wasn't good in that fourth quarter. I keep on expressing that fourth quarter because that fourth quarter determined everything. But I think Tom Sewell's defensive front's pretty good. I mean, pretty that, good, yeah. Denver doesn't have a defensive front that, that Indianapolis does. Uh, yeah. yeah. They, they don't got DeForest Buckner or, or the new newly named Shaquille Leonard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was out. He was out. He didn't play. And this but, is big for the Texans, too. Justin Simmons, free safety for the uh, Denver Broncos, is out. With a quadricep injury. So this is the Texans are getting blessed with the opposing team. Major guy is out on the defensive side. Plus 10. I think the money line was plus 390. So let me break. Oh, it might was 420. Let me double check. I'm looking at it right. Plus 375. So betters are people who haven't done this before. If you put a hundred dollars down, you can win $375. And total, you'll win $475. If you just say, I want the Texans to win on the money line. Whew. Houston, Texas, plus 10, man. The yeah. game will be closer than what people – it's not going to be a blowout. I know Davis Mills is 0-2 on West Coast time when he played the Cardinals and when he played the uh, 49ers. I, I think it's going to be different, man. It's going to be a different outcome for this game. This is a bold selection. I love your loyalty to the Texans, Rob. Uh, and, again, you talk about stupidity in the fourth quarter. It's yeah, Nathaniel Hackett, not his, uh, not the best day for him. Um, my live dog this week. I'm I'm picking a team that got blown out in week one. I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals plus five and a half to go into Vegas and win. I like it. Here's so we. It's been established on the show that I'm not the biggest fan of Cliff Kingsbury. I I think that's fair to say. I'm not Cliff Kingsbury's biggest fan. He's always been good early in seasons, though. Oh, but they got blown out by the Chiefs. Yeah, that's the Chiefs. The Raiders are not the Kansas City Chiefs. They were overreacting to, oh, my gosh, it's falling apart in Arizona. And it may fall apart in Arizona. It ain't going to fall apart this week. They played Kansas City in week one. I think most teams in the NFL would have gotten blown out by Kansas City on Sunday. I think outside of Buffalo, probably everybody in the NFL would have gotten blown out by Kansas City on Sunday. Man, Kansas City looked good. Arizona humiliated in, in a big game. Kyler, Kyler Murray's a good quarterback. They can call offensive plays, and it's like, oh, they, they're without D-Hop. They still have Hollywood Brown. They still got A.J. Green. They still got Zach Ertz. They still got James Conner. They're still off – Rondell Moore. They're still offensive weapons on this team. Maybe J.J. Watt comes back this week. Maybe he doesn't. They do still have personnel on that defense as well. Buda Baker, Isaiah Simmons, and the like. It's win. Vegas, it's – I know the score was somewhat close against the Chargers. They didn't play very well. That was not a pretty game. I don't even think the Chargers really played all that well in that game. I think Justin Herbert played well. But the Raiders didn't play very well. Derek Carr did not play very well. I think we're assuming, oh, they got Josh McDaniels. They're going to be better this year. They got Devontae Adams. Are we sure about that? Are we sure about that? 
I don't know. If, I don't, I'm not sure the Raiders are a better team than the Arizona Cardinals. I like the Cardinals plus five and a half. I think everyone's kind of overlooking them right now, writing them off. Oh, they got blown out by the Chiefs. Yeah, they got blown out by the freaking Chiefs. Probably the best team in the NFL at this moment. Maybe the second best team behind Buffalo. A really good team in the NFL. They got blown out by the Chiefs. Okay, fine. I like them to go into Vegas this week in a dome where Kyler's going to be comfortable. Not a Call of Duty 2 XP weekend, I believe. So I think Kyler will be, you know, actually watching some film, not playing video games. I like Arizona plus five and a half going to Vegas outright win this game. And I don't bet on Arizona often. So, you know, I feel strongly about this. Yeah, I'm not mad at you on that. Uh, Like you said, both teams did really not look good against their opposing Because people like the Chargers and Justin so much. It's, Mm -hmm. oh, they lost to the Chargers close. That game was not as close as the score. And if you watch the game, not like the Raiders played very well. I did. They didn't know. They didn't at all. And I, I like I like the Cardinals uh, plus five. Now I think it's a you know it's a bounce back game uh, for Kyler Murray. Uh, that I, I just what scares me is just the defense. The defense isn't good at all. And the and the Raiders they were playing was, Patrick Mahomes. I know they're playing Patrick Mahomes. Stay with me. And I didn't think the weapons that were used and, and, and like Chiefs got man. Chiefs fan Sky Moore. That's all you need to know. Sky Moore. My He's on goodness. all three of my fantasy football teams. And, that dude is, man. I watch Mac football. I watch those, you know, in the dark uh, college yes, football games. That, 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 that brother was cold at Western Michigan. That's all y'all need to know. But uh, five and a half, plus five and a half. I, I, like, I like the Cardinals on the, on the sprinkle on the money line to win outright because I think uh, they'll play better. And um, I just don't believe in – the Vegas Raiders like that, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Let's jump to the best bet of the week. Um, I guess this is the memo. I will choose college games. Gabe will choose NFL. I kind of like how we play that, off each other. That, like that's that. kind of been the unwritten part of this, but oh. you, I mean, you enjoy betting college more and I enjoy betting NFL more. So that's gotcha. just, it's, it's not like we plan. I mean, now we are doing it that way, but it's not like we've, <laughs> always plan to do it that way it's just that you know i like betting the nfl more i like betting college more it just makes sense it just makes sense sense at the end of the day uh so i'm gonna go with a game that actually really jumped uh smu in maryland i like the over it was at 69 when i seen it and then it jumped to like 74 now it's at 73 and a half both teams play fast both teams score a lot of points that's what you really need to know maryland new offensive scheme with Tua's younger brother, Tolua, tongue of a He's he's shrinking the ball everywhere. Jacob Copeland, uh, if you remember Jacob Copeland, his mom at the signing day, she's the mom that uh, when he picked up that Florida hat and put it on, oh, he, he got up and left. Yeah. Uh, and he, he's at Maryland now. He's I think it's his grad season right here, grad year. Uh, he's balling. He had a big game against Charlotte, uh, five catches, 102 yards, two touchdowns. Like I said, Maryland plays fast. I think they run like four plays under a minute or so. Like they're very up tempo. SMU is very up tempo. We're from we're from Texas, but you know we know how them opponents get up there in Dallas. They move fast. Tanner Mordecai came back for his six seven COVID. Yeah, I don't know. He <laughs> got so much eligibility these days. He's got, he, he's getting his doctorate degree right now. Yeah, might as well. But uh, he will sling the ball. Everywhere, I think he has seven touchdown passes already. SMU, I mean, they played North. They beat up on North Texas uh, last week, and then I think uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, this should have been in my notes. Uh, yeah, they beat up on North Texas last week, and then they played Lamar uh, last week, and they beat up on North Texas the debut of their season. Um, North Texas is okay. Lamar isn't nobody, but 45, and you're getting another 45. 48 points so they already scored 93 points and like i said maryland has scored 56 points in the big these are big 10 school now this is a big 10 school putting up points like that maryland scored 56 against charlotte and then they scored a whopping um 50 they really should have blew them out but uh that's another story for another day both teams gonna get up on uh, get up and down the field it's gonna be a shootout who's gonna win it um I'm gonna say if it gets to 74, 75, kind of stay away from it. But if you could get it in that 73 and a half, maybe 73 or 72 and a half, it keeps going down. I'm pretty sure it will because people will be scared of that 70 something number. Because both one one of these things don't have to score 40 points to get you that. 
Uh, so, uh, <laughs> but I, I like the over. I, both teams played up at tempo speed, up and down the field. So it's going to be a shootout. Yeah, when you get two teams that really go up and down the field like that, the over – I mean, there's going to be a ton of possessions, a lot of opportunities to score. Mm-hmm. So that's one – I'm not going to lie. I haven't watched a second of SMU or Maryland this year, so I'm going to have to take your word for for that. Um, I'm going back to my theory. It worked well for me last week with the Cowboys, and now they don't have Dak Prescott. So this is – I don't know how long you can keep this employed. I, I know the Bengals didn't look against the Steelers, but – Cooper Rush is starting at quarterback. CeeDee Lamb look, didn't look like a number three receiver, much less a number one. The Cowboys' best receiver looks like Noah Brown. Their offensive line ain't any good. They're outside of Micah Parsons. I don't know who on their team really is any good right now. Cincinnati, five turnovers against Pittsburgh. Burrow with four interceptions. It's going to be – it's a get-right game for Cincinnati. And like I said last week, Dallas, it's a playoff team. Fade them. It's a non-playoff team. Bet them. Don't know if we can really do that for the full season now with Dak Prescott being out. Because I think the Cowboys are going to look really ugly, really fast. And they already look really ugly after week one against Tampa. I like Cincinnati minus seven and a half. I don't like giving up that many points. I just don't see how Dallas keeps this one close. I, I, I don't see how Dallas can put points on the board. And unless Michael Parsons can completely wreck the game plan. And remember, Tampa Bay only put up 19 points. That's oh, like, oh, they held. Tampa Bay 19 points. They went up and down the field at will. If yeah. it wasn't for a couple of great plays by Michael Parsons, final well, score of that game would have been like 31 to three. Yeah. I mean, they went, I mean, Tampa went up and down the field as they wanted to. Cincinnati is not going to be happy with their game against Pittsburgh. And again, Cincinnati went up and down the field on Pittsburgh. It was interceptions and missed extra points and missed field goals, turnovers. That the result of that game lied. Cincinnati dominated the game, and I think the score of the Cowboys game lied. Dallas could have very easily lost 38 to 3 instead of 19 to 3. I mean, that could have been a much worse game. I like Cincinnati to bounce back minus seven and a half, go to Dallas and beat up on a down Cowboy team with Cooper Rush and I don't know what the hell's around them on offense. Yeah, it is it's gonna be ugly. Uh I think the trio wide outs for Cincinnati one will be probably I don't know if he'll play. Uh T. Higgins, he went out with a concussion and the Yeah, he status is up in the air, but they still got Tyler Boyd. Yeah, I think they still got Tyler Boyd and Jamar. Hayden Hurst is a nice little tight end. Joe Mixon's a really good running back. So I mean you you don't want to lose T. Higgins, but if there's any team that can compensate for his loss, it yeah, would be for, for this game. Yeah. Let's cut to the nitty-gritty. This game's gonna be ugly. I think Joe, he threw four interceptions. He's going to throw four touchdown passes in this game because this is – He might throw four touchdown passes the first half. First half. <laughs> I mean, Dix is nice. He's a nice – he's not a cover corner. He's he's a ball hog. He doesn't really cover anybody. Well, for the yeah, Cowboys. He like, Dix likes to get beat deep. Let's see how that works out with Jamar Chase this week. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this, this is going to be ugly. And, I mean, the Cowboys – I blame them trading Amari Cooper. I know Amari wanted out of Dallas, but this is this is gonna be ugly. Yeah, I, I, this, I don't know. Trade Amari Cooper. They let Randy Gregory go. I mean, this is not this is not a good Cowboy team. I'm never high on the Cowboys, but I did think you know because I'm not necessarily the biggest Jalen Hurts believer. I did think they'd still make the, win the division and make the playoffs. Rob's disappointed in me for not believing in Jalen Hurts, but I'm okay with that opinion. Um, but I thought they'd still win the division, make the playoffs. They, I don't know if they win four games now. I mean, shoot. They, I mean, I knew the losses of Amari and Gregory would hurt, and I knew Mike McCarthy was not a very good head coach. I didn't think they looked pathetic, at least not in week one. They usually save that for, you know, the fourth quarter in the last 15 seconds of a playoff game where they call a QB draw with no timeouts in the middle of the field. Um, they usually save it for then. But week one, they usually don't look bad in week one. Usually week one is when they give the fans hope. They're already taking away the hope early. Maybe it's a good thing for Cowboy fans. I think this game's going to be ugly, though. I, I think this this and you I think you think so as well. This is gonna be a slaughter. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's gonna be bad. All right, uh what that goes oh, getting a little hot in here. Rapid fire, rapid fire by picks. Uh we'll go I'll go college, we'll college I, first, yeah. Yeah, college first. So I, I'm going Fresno State plus 12 and a half at USC. Whew, I ain't gonna go in detail. That's gonna be a shot. That's gonna be a good showdown. Um this line also jumped to from 65 to 67. Oklahoma, Nebraska, over. I love the over. No Scott Frost. That team is at free will. Uh, Rams 10 and a half versus uh, NFL now. Rams 10 and a half versus the Falcons. The Commanders lines over 49. And I'm going uh, Seahawks 49ers under 42 and a half. 
Yeah, I'm actually, outside of that Ram State that we talked about earlier, I'm kind of, I'm actually with you there. I love that Oklahoma-Nebraska overpick because I think this is an empty-the-playbook game for Nebraska. And I think they do have Anthony Grant, New Mexico military transfer, the defending junior college national champions. There's one bright spot on that Nebraska offense. It's him. He's actually looked really good. They got to figure the rest of it out. But I think it's an empty-the-playbook game for Nebraska. And Oklahoma with Dylan Gabriel, they can put some points on the board. Um, we'll go through my best this week. I mentioned Kansas plus nine against the Cougars. Against U of H, I think Jaden Daniels, quarterback, they got over there. I think he's legit. Uh, Nevada plus 23 against Iowa. Touched on that with Jay on the podcast. I don't know if Iowa can score 23 points. So <laughs> that's uh, I like Nevada plus 23 there. And then Georgia minus 24. They got to go on the road to South Carolina. But Georgia's a buzzsaw right now. I mean, they look absolutely unstoppable. I watched South Carolina last week. I think Shane Beamer's got them going in the right direction. They ain't ready to play with Georgia right now. Georgia is on a completely different level than every other team in the country, including Alabama. I like the Bulldogs to steamroll South Carolina down there in Columbia. Uh, NFL, I touched on Jacksonville plus four against Indy. Indy hasn't won there since 2013 or 2014. Uh, Tom Brady only had three Super Bowls in 2014. Last time Indy had won there, he has carry the one, do the math right. He has seven now. Um Baltimore minus three and a half against Miami. I think Baltimore is really, really good this year. I think Miami, a little bit of fool's gold against New England last week. We talked about it with Mike McDaniel, first-year head coach. He's going to get taken to school a little bit. Patriots can't put points on the board. Baltimore can. Don't like the hook with three and a half, but I like Baltimore minus three and a half in, in this game. And then I talked about it last week. Is Minnesota a playoff team? I believe they are. They certainly look like one. The Eagles, I don't know how well they're going to fare against the playoff teams. I, think, I thought they looked well, looked good last week against Detroit, allowed the backdoor cover. Um, but I like Minnesota plus two going into Detroit. Minnesota didn't have to do much on offense last week. And let's see how Philadelphia deals with Justin Jefferson. Have you put all your resources in Justin Jefferson? They still got Dalvin Cook. They still got Adam Thielen. Kirk Cousins ain't Tom Brady back there. Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, though. He's solid. He's going to get the job done. I like Minnesota plus two going to Philly. Monday night football. There's two Monday night games this week. That's weird. Yeah. yeah, That's that's weird. But I like Minnesota plus two. I like them to go into Philly and win. Like it. I like it. I like it. That is the gambling shack. We will post these picks uh, individually or on our Twitter page at gambling shack. So look out for that. uh, disclaimer: We are we record the shows very early, and our lines do change, but I don't think these lines will change drastically. So uh, these will still be great lines to catch them at. But you're supposed to catch the lines early, anyways. So it's so kind of the rule is you either want to catch them early or you want to get them Sunday morning. So you yeah. don't want to bet them Sunday Monday, kind of when they come out. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're not recording at that point, um, and so you either want to catch them then when they come out. You might catch some value there, or Wait till Sunday morning or Saturday morning for the college games. Injury reports. Is someone out? Is someone playing? Does something change? Someone come down with the flu? You know, shoot, you don't know what may happen. <laughs> I mean, I mean, seriously. I mean, yeah. weird, weird things happen on a week-to-week basis with the injury report. You don't always know who's in, who's out until, you know, 90 minutes or less before the game starts. So bet early or bet late. You know, that's kind of the rule here. We're giving you the lines as they're available to us currently and we still think there's some good value on the board most definitely uh you can follow me on twitter at robo harris jr uh you can follow my main man gabe myers g underscore myers m-y-e-r-s 33 can't forget about his number 33 and uh we will be next uh well, we will be back uh next week uh we'll probably oh uh, i don't we don't have a guest in mind surprisingly uh yes yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You guys just got to see how the weekend play out. Uh, but until then, uh, you can follow the Gambling Shack on Twitter at Gambling Shack, G-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-S-H-A-C-K. Ah, got it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Gambling Shack. Uh, and, and until then, and uh, happy betting. Happy, be- happy betting, everybody.